Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. This show, we're talking about what does your what makes your YouTube channel different. And I think it's important to understand what is different. Now, sometimes we need to look at what is working first. One of the best ways to do that is to look at other channels, other channels within your niche, but not just within your niche, but channels that are trending. Not only that, I highly recommend you take a look at how they tell a story. I've, I've mentioned many times that I struggle with this very much, just the whole storytelling aspect. And so I've rewritten some of how I'm going about producing and creating my videos and how I'm writing them. And I've generally written them based on a bullet point system, and I'll continue to do that. But I'm going to reverse some things because I think it's going to be a little more impactful to bring people in as far as story goes and helping people understand how they can better improve, well, maybe their business or lives through success. And one of the things, never giving up. And these are things that I talk about quite a bit on my YouTube channels, as well as a lot of Google stuff on the other channel. But... When I look at other channels, I have to think about what makes me different and what makes you different. I think the first thing to consider is the fact that you is a, you are a big part. You are part of being different. And so what makes you different in your presentation, who you are, your personality? Does it fit in with the crowd that seem to be interested in a certain type of video that you're creating or want to create? Why should people watch you? And that's sometimes what we need to sit back and think about and keep asking the question, why? Why my video? You need to break down other people's videos the same way. I often say, don't use the competition as competition. It's not competition. There is no competition. The only person, the only channel you should be competing against is your channel. It's quite just that simple. However, you do need to look at other channels as inspiration and education. It's important to take a look and see what are they doing? How are they filming their videos? And this is really important within your niche. There are different types of niches. Some are very mature Niches. In other words, there are people in the tech YouTube areas that th that area has become very mature. There are there are people that are doing a brilliant job with their setups and videos and presentations. They're really good. And just maybe three, four, five years ago, the YouTube education space had some good people in it, but honestly, the production was at a lower bar. And many of those people are much better today. However, you probably would have had a better chance to get into that niche four or five years ago if you had good information in a way to jump into that area. The beauty area, very saturated. A lot of high-quality YouTubers that are sharing amazing information. So sometimes you need to think, okay... If I don't have what they have yet, which you can, 
It takes practice and it takes experimenting because, you know, I was on a thread of YouTubers the other day and they were talking about how long it took them to get to a thousand subs. And you know what? The, the numbers were all over the place. Some people, it took a few months. Others, it took years, <laughs> literally a couple of years. So what was the difference? Well, the main difference is finding your combination. And everyone, it, it ta everyone takes a while to find their combination. What is what we refer to as the combination code? What can you combine with who you are to separate you from the competition? Can you do that? Is there something? Is there a style of creating your videos that can separate you from the competition? Is there something that you can do related to you? Some people do it with dress, the way they dress, goofy glasses, hats, um, the way they, you know, maybe they really good at dressing up. Maybe they're not. You're not. You know, I mean, there's so many different ways to approach. Some people are very, very casual in a niche where everybody is extremely buttoned up and professional. Sometimes that can work. That can separate you in a way that can bring on an audience that may be looking for someone who's a little more casual than the buttoned up audience that everybody else is. Maybe there's a different way or a different technology in which you can explain what you're trying to explain. Maybe there's an offshoot of a niche that, that's really popular. You could combine different approaches to comedy, different approaches to education, different approaches to documentary or vlogging. What, what can that be? Well, that takes time to sit down and really think through what do you enjoy making, for one, because don't force yourself into something that you're going to quit later. Honestly, you will. You will quit later if you don't take the opportunity to, to really look deep in and say, yes, I could do this day after day after day. At this exact moment, this exact moment that I am recording this, it says live, and it says eyeballs, zero. Now, I've had people come in and out. In the other show, I get many more people. But should I keep going with this live stream because it says zero? Of course. Because people watch it afterwards. And I don't do a lot of promotion around this. It's more about the podcast and giving me a way to have people jump in if they have questions. If you're listening to this podcast anywhere in the world and you want to ask me a direct question, that's why I do this. Because there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast. This podcast is growing at a great clip and I appreciate all of you. And if you do want to talk with me or ask me a question, all you need to do is go to rosh.digital. And 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time is when I flip the switch and I go live and I do this podcast. And some people come in and ask questions. Others don't. I certainly got a lot more questions when I was on the other channel, but it's a much bigger channel. This channel has 100, 100 subscribers, 120 subscribers. The other one has most close to 3,000. It's a big difference. But that's the point. Many, many people are at 100, like this channel that this podcast is being streamed on. 
and they're wondering, should I continue? What do I need to do to make this move faster? And it may take a lot of experimentation over time. It really might. The only people, the only people who fail at YouTube are the ones that give up. The ones that gave up before they found their combination. And sometimes it takes a big shift. Sometimes you can do something for six months and realize it's just not going to work and make a shift. There's nothing wrong with that. Many very well-known YouTubers have done exactly that. And before they made that shift, before they made the shift, no one knew who they were. So it is very common for that to happen. Shifts within because you need to look at the data to figure out what it is that people enjoy. But then when you're looking at how it is I can be a little bit different, Consider that competition. And maybe you will see some themes that maybe not only should you latch on to. Like maybe there is a specific style that seems to work. Well, maybe you should embrace that style, but bring something a little bit different off to the side into that. It doesn't have to be a dramatic change, but it does need to be something different enough that people, the key word, people will want to watch. People will come back. People will continue to watch additional videos because you brought something different than the other folks are bringing to the table. One of the things I often talk about, especially on the other channel, the Creative Entrepreneur channel, is looking at extremes. What are the extremes that you could consider? Write down ideas in extremes. And one of my favorite examples, of course, is Amazon and the idea of like, look, they want to get your packages quickly, seamlessly, and exactly what you want as quick as possible. So thinking about all the different things they could do, such as using drones to get that package immediately to you within hours. What if you use that mindset? What is it that I could do that may seem a little bit impossible, but could bring additional value to to your channel, and even more so to your audience. What can you start writing down in terms of different ideas and then taking them to extremes? Sometimes going through the process of thinking of extremes can come up with actually good good ideas that are very plausible. Ideas that you could actually put into play. You may not be able to do the extreme idea, but it'll push you in a direction to get you out of that box and start thinking in a way that's beyond where you were before you started that exercise. These are mind exercises. These are exercises that allow you to dig deeper into what is available to you. A lot of times we think about what others are doing and we try to, honestly, when we first start a YouTube channel, we, we're a little conservative about it. And we find a blank wall <laughs> with no personality and we start talking into the camera. And by the time you get your rhythm, it won't be a blank wall anymore. 
You'll not be standing there stiff, staring into the camera and maybe doing 20 takes. Maybe it'll be just a couple takes. And you'll realize that it will take some sort of personality to your channel. What is your channel personality? It is part you, a big part you, obviously, but some people are not on camera. Some people are just doing narration, which is great. There are a lot of great channels. I watch a lot of videos in which it's just narration. It's somebody being very creative with the topic and the idea and how they present the information. I love watching historical videos. Do you ever watch those historical videos with old photos and old videos? I really like watching those. Maybe you have access to something that people wouldn't normally see that you're allowed to show on YouTube. You might be surprised at how many people might be interested. Maybe you have a collection of things that are really interesting. And if you have over 50 of them, you have 50 videos <laughs> right there. What do you have in your world that people comment on? Again, a lot of times we... We get a little conservative in terms of what we're going to show and what we're going to do. Start thinking about what is around you and then understand that there are probably people who care about that. There are people who probably really want to see more information about some of the stuff or ideas or concepts or even your town. What about your town? There's so many different things right around you, items, topics, around you right now, where you're sitting, where you're listening, if you're in a car or you're running right now, or if you're just sitting in a room, look around. I bet there's some ideas right there that you could add a little personality to your videos. You know, you know how sometimes there are YouTubers that have there's just little little jokes, side jokes, or little things that you recognize in their videos, or even people within their videos. Not They're not in those videos all the time, but they're part of the overall ecosystem of that channel and personality. And you look forward to it, and you recognize them, and you understand that, wow, you know, that if, you, if you really dig deep, there's a lot to what is going on here. And you have that, too. You have opportunities to add additional elements to your channel that people can latch onto. And if it's something that's a little bit different than what the other people are doing, for example, you get into the our world now, kind of the classics of like Casey Neistat bringing in the the footage from the drones. He he made that really popular, and and on his 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 boost it board. I mean, he, he was running around New York City on a booster board. Next thing you know, everybody else is right around their town in a booster board. The point being is he brought an element. It was still his vlog and about him, but he brought this element to the channel that was uniquely him. And when you saw somebody else doing it, you just felt they were copying Casey Neistat. Well, what is it in your world that you could bring in and it doesn't have to be something that's expensive. Some people have stuffed animals. <laughs> really, people have stuffed animals that you see, maybe even reference once in a while. Um, something that 
like I said, other people, maybe a sibling, a brother, a sister, uh, parents, uh, the neighbor next door. Every once in a while, you're checking in with the neighbor next door. Let's look back at Casey Neistat. The UPS driver became a part of that vlog. And it, you always wanted to, you know, you knew you knew him, you, you got to know the guy. And, and see, those are elements that separate you when you incorporate them into your channel. How about partnerships with other channels? Remember I talked about how you can work together with multiple channels and build each other's channel? That's a very similar concept. Knowing that, oh, when you watch this channel, you'll also watch this other channel because they're similar and they throw stuff back and forth. And you know that, you know, if, if you know this one YouTuber, you always know this other YouTuber because they're part of that group. And that group can grow together. It's, it's very powerful. If YouTube knows that every time somebody watches one channel, they're going to watch another channel or a large portion of those people enjoy that other channel, they're going to start showing that other channel in suggested videos and vice versa. And that's how not only just the shout outs, regularly. As I said, shout outs one time doesn't do it. But if it's a regular presence, that can help develop a group that separates themselves from the competition. So it's not just a channel separating the, separating themselves from the competition. It's a group of channels separating. And you have those inside jokes. Maybe you have those additional elements. Maybe everybody rides a booster board or a bike regularly or everyone has a you know a red car i mean it can be something that is familiar throughout each one of those channels that helps to bring people in and helps identify so, so some of it is not necessarily separating yourself from the competition but some of it is also when you think about primal branding which is something that Tim Schmoyer talks about quite a bit. There's some elements of the primal branding. You should look that up. You should really look that up. And if you haven't, check out some of Tim Schmoyer's uh, videos on that topic because there's some of that, some of what I'm talking about is part of that element, the familiar elements, those foundation elements within a channel or series of channels. If every video is completely different, then people are starting completely new every single time with every single video. And if you have some elements within it that you can make them feel at home with, it's going to make, it's, it's really going to help bring them back. Uh, sometimes it's a set. Again, sometimes it's little things al along the way. So consider that. Consider that. Look around. What is making you and your channel, what is that personality? Getting back to the core of the combination code, when I originally started talking about the combination code about 10 years ago, it was for photographers. And what we had noticed is that there are photographers who were really struggling in the Great Recession. This was 2008 through 10. But yet there are some photographers who are doing really well. We noticed that many of those photographers were a photographer and. A photographer and something else. Photographer and a writer, photographer and a videographer, photographer and something else. And so when you create your channel, ask yourself, 
What is your and? What is your and? And your channel is about this and something else. Sometimes you can combine styles of channels. Look at a couple popular types of channels and combine those styles of channels. You can combine beauty with something else maybe that's totally different. If, if you want to do a beauty channel, maybe you combine beauty with another style of channel that might work. Maybe. You never know. But you have to separate yourself in some way to make it new and fresh. So think of the things that you can combine to make your channel stand out from the crowd. And I'll talk to you next time on the Two Blabs Podcast. The Two Blabs Podcast is hosted at the two blog.com. <laughs>